0: Welcome to A Brief Healing. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. So, today is the 26th of January, 2021. This is a very significant day for me, but I'll get to that in a little bit. First, I would like to thank all of you misfits in the Misfit Universe for the feedback that we've received from last week's episode about the barbershop experience. A couple of you said that you really like the idea of the safe space and that I'm creating a series for that and a handful of you actually shared with me some ideas you have for episodes I could do in the future so for that I say thank you uh, because I believe that I put it out there uh, that I would take suggestions but sometimes when I do that on the show I hear nothing back (laughs) of course you know I love being transparent with you guys so the truth is I put some things out there sometimes and I never get anything back. One thing I can say that I've really appreciated is that since I've started The Couch, I've actually received responses every week from people, and that really means a lot, which is the brief healing that we're going to have today. It's all focused on The Couch and me answering questions. But to come back around to what I was saying, uh, I hope to continue to uh do the safe space series and i really hope that you all continue to enjoy it and if you haven't checked out part two that is going to be taking place this friday uh if you're listening to this actually on the 26th 27th 28th yeah um this friday on keep firing we continue the conversation and i can say that it is an amazing episode really, really good with myself, Daryl, and Quentin, a really good conversation, a great part two to the conversation we had here last week. So again, thank you all for the positive feedback. I hope that you check out uh, part two on Keep Firing and that you look forward to other episodes in the series of Safe Spaces. So the reason why today is so significant to me, normally I record the Healing Space either on Sunday or Monday, so it's ready to go up on Tuesday. However, it was really important for me to record this episode on the 26th, because this marks the one year uh, passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gigi, Gianna. Uh, And I wasn't sure how I was going to feel today, and I'm still not sure. I'm recording this at 8.30 in the morning. So I'm still not sure exactly how I'm going to feel throughout the course of the day. Uh, But yeah, I wanted to show my love and respect to the two of their spirits, as well as Vanessa and the rest of Kobe's children, uh, daughters. Um, It hit me really hard one year ago. Uh, I was about to go out with my boyfriend. And I ended up getting a notification on my phone. I saw it, I dropped my phone, and I just fell to the floor. And it's funny, but I tell my boyfriend that I feel like that's the day that I realized he was the one for me. Um, I know that it sounds strange to some people, but him being there for me in that moment Like I could see how there are some people, especially if they're not into sports and knowing that Kobe is pretty much a stranger to me, would wonder why I felt that way, you know? Even if you were my partner, you may be looking at me like, that's really weird. (laughs) You've never met this guy a day in your life and yet here you are, you know, on the floor, like in shock and damn near tears about the news that you've received. Um, I can't remember everything to be honest with you. I know that we got up and we went out to eat, but even when we got to the restaurant, like I remember the restaurant, you know, he was still there for me the entire time. I don't remember leaving from the house and getting into my SUV. Like I don't remember any of that. I also don't remember if I actually did end up crying or if it was just sadness all day. Um all I know is like, it just added and added and added. Like I knew he passed away, but I didn't know it was a helicopter crash. Found out it was a helicopter crash, but didn't know about Gigi. Found out about Gigi and then all of the other people that were in the helicopter as well. And it was a lot. It was, it was just a lot, a lot to process. Um, it took a minute, it did. But um, one year later, I'm looking at it and I realize I'm not completely healed from the situation because this brother meant a lot to me. And I hope that you all can understand that because there are a lot of people in the past we haven't had a chance to meet and yet they still had an impact on us. You know, Malcolm X had a huge impact on me and I wasn't even born when that brother passed away or was killed, you know? So we, we can't say that just because we haven't met someone, they didn't make a big impact on us. I love the way that Kobe lived his life. And even though I don't believe perfection exists, that's what he went for. He went for being the absolute best that he could be at everything. You know, there was a drive within him that I admire so much. Like even to this day, I admire it. He didn't let anything hold him back. And for someone like me who struggles in understanding his greatness and walking in that, he is a constant reminder of what it is that I could truly live up to. You know, That brother was one year older than me and I just look at what it is that he accomplished and by no means am I saying I haven't lived a wonderful life. I really have and I've accomplished a lot of things that I said I wanted to accomplish, but there's so much more that I can do. And he always made me believe that it was possible. So uh, as I did one year ago, I send love and light to Kobe and Gigi, as well as their family and friends. Okay, so moving on. uh, I decided on four of the questions out of the many that you all sent me. I can't stress this enough. It really means a lot to me that you all continue to send questions in. As I stated at the beginning of this, there are times that I go out and request things from the Misfit universe and I don't always get them, you know? Uh, There have been episodes of the podcast that I've wanted to do that I've had to completely change up because I didn't get any feedback from people. So it means a lot that you all are actually sending in questions for the couch. So let's get to the couch. Uh, My first question comes from Zenus. He asks, what's the best way to move forward from a negative situation? Um, I feel like there are layers to that because it's all according to exactly what the negative situation is. So let's think about romantic relationships. The negative situation could be what two partners consider to be a small argument. However, another negative situation in that relationship could be a uh, domestic violence situation, you know? There could be a lot of physical and verbal and mental abuse that could be going on. So that's something totally different. Because you move on from a small argument in a negative situation by, you know, maybe taking some space from each other for a few hours, one of you leaves the house or one of you goes to a different room. And then after a while you both come back, have a conversation about it and it's all good. Where if it's been an abusive relationship that uh, it could be both of you being violent towards the other or it could just be one person being violent to the other, it looks totally different on how you're going to leave that negative situation, you know? Um, and what it looks like for you to leave because you could have Stockholm Syndrome, and that makes it a totally different experience as far as you getting out of the negative situation. Could you? Because you could be in a place where you no longer realize it's a negative situation. Uh, let's take a professional situation uh, it's negative at your job. You had. Uh, an altercation with a co-worker and it made you angry and you felt very heated you could go to lunch you know uh, you could go to another area within your building or another building according to where you work uh, you tell your supervisor about it or maybe you come back and talk to that co-worker it's a totally different situation than If you've been disrespected constantly by higher ups at your job, uh, if you haven't received a raise in like three or four years and you know that you're worth that, it's time for you to move on to a totally different job. That's how you get past that negative situation, you know? So it's all according to what the actual situation itself is, how you operate and how you would move away from it. Uh, So... I don't know if you want to write back in and give a specific situation or not, but that's my answer. My answer is, according to the situation, how small or how big it is, is how differently you would navigate it. And right now, I can't give you a, a you know definite answer to that because I would need to have something a little bit more specific, if that makes sense. But hopefully, from what it is that I provided you with, that helps. Thanks so much, Zenus the next question is where do you see yourself in five years and this comes from curtis in five years wow um is someone who enjoys living mostly in the moment mostly uh i can't say that that's what i do all the time because i have had thoughts about when i'm going to leave atlanta um so that's clearly thinking ahead but where i see myself in five years uh further In my mental health journey, um, possibly finally (laughs) getting that degree in psychology that I've put off for forever and having my own practice Uh, that I can absolutely see myself having that in five years. Uh, I would like to expand as far as it goes with my yoga practice. I go in and out of that mostly because there are certain students I have that are consistent and remain with me and are dedicated to their own personal practice, then there are others who go back and forth, who drop in and come back. And as I've stated on the podcast tons of times, I'm not a fan of inconsistency. So that gets to me sometimes, you know. Um, I found myself wanting to lean heavier into my own practice, Uh, but I give thanks I have a new person who's actually starting this week. Um, so I give thanks for those who are so serious about their own personal practice that I never have to worry about them being inconsistent. Because since they want to constantly show up for themselves, they constantly show up for me. So that's my answer. In five years, I hope to have my own practice as a therapist. And I hope to have an even, even larger uh, group of people that I'm teaching when it comes to yoga Uh, I could go into a lot more but this is a brief healing so (laughs) that will be all for now the next question uh comes from Clarissa and the question is what are some terms we use as insults that are insensitive from a mental health perspective I appreciate you asking this, Clarissa, because it's actually something I wanted to talk about on the podcast for a while. But for whatever reason, you know, things always come up and I forget. So I'm glad that you brought this up. So there are different things that people say on a regular basis that are actually quite offensive. Uh, One of them, calling people crazy. Uh, We may feel like that's just a small thing because we've all been raised to say that about people you know but it actually is very insensitive very um one that bothers me a lot is calling people and forgive me uh even saying it makes me feel uncomfortable but calling people retarded that's a problem that's a really serious problem and i wish people understood how insensitive that truly is Um, uh, per the usual a lot of humans don't realize how what they say can affect others oftentimes they don't even care but we get into a a deeper issue as far as self-worth when we go there but the things that we say people can be so flippant you know and it's like do you take into consideration the way that your words can impact somebody in every space that you're in calling someone schizo that's another thing and I think the reason why that one bothers me so much is that over the last few years, I've been working deeper in mental health. Uh, of course, as you all know, my nine to five is in this and truly getting to see what people who battle schizophrenia really look like. And when you truly understand what it's like for someone to be schizophrenic, it it totally changes what people in their random statements of calling people that, how much they don't know, how, how uneducated they are when it comes to schizophrenia. So yeah, that, that I consider to be insensitive as well. Uh, when people make those comments, you know, someone's schizophrenic or someone's bipolar, all of these things, it's like, what do you really know about these illnesses? Because if you really did know someone who was schizophrenic, you would know that what you're saying about this person in the moment where you're calling them schizo, it doesn't actually align with what schizophrenia really is. Because people assume that when you're schizophrenic it means you have multiple personalities that are just jumping out at all times it's the same thing with Tourette's you know what people see in movies when it comes to Tourette's syndrome is what they believe that it is if they see it in real life and it's not so you can't just assume that if someone is schizophrenic it means that when you're around them suddenly they're going to be you know this jubilant person and next thing you know like it's not Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde That's the best way to put it. You're not dealing with Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to schizophrenia. It's far deeper than that, you know? Um, mm, But that's a whole different episode. I may need to do an episode on schizophrenia. Uh, But yeah, those are just some of the things. I would just ask that those of you in the Misfit Universe who find yourself saying those kind of things, just be mindful of how they can make other other people feel. Uh, Because a lot of us are battling different mental health issues. You probably are, even though you're unwilling to accept it at this current moment. But it also could be family members. So just please be mindful of that. Uh, And the fourth and final question, this comes from David. And the question is, I'm battling a deep depression lately, and I'm not sure why. It's confusing. and has been making me angry because I don't know what to do. Do you have any suggestions? So for me, the one answer that I could give that wouldn't lead me to talking for the next 10 minutes <laughs> would be to allow yourself to leave out of the house and go for a walk sometimes, you know? So if you're working from home right now because of the pandemic during your lunch break or after work, go outside and just walk around. My grandmother used to always uh, push on me. Well, that that sounds kind of negative. She would always... Uh, suggest that I go outside and get some fresh air, if I wasn't feeling good, if I was depressed or something like that. And when she would say it, I'd be like, that you make it seem so simple, but it would help, honestly. And so when my therapist told me a couple of months ago that she wanted me to start going out and doing um, two to four mile walks every day, it really helped and continues to, you know? Uh, Being out in fresh air, especially like on a sunny day, can do wonders for your depression. Now, of course, I could go into a lot of other things, but I want to just start right there. Allow yourself to leave out of the house and go for a walk. If you're at work, see if there's a possibility that you can go walking around where you work, or if not, as soon as you get home, go walking outside. But fresh air really can make a difference when you're in a depressive state. So uh, I hope that works for you. And by all means, for all of you whose questions I've answered today, please reach back out to me and let me know how it's working for you. I would, I would love that. I really would. Uh, and you'll, of course, either hit me up anywhere on social media. That's Scorpiogi across all platforms. Or email me back at THS at revolutionmultimedia.com. If you're like, that's too much to spell, just go to (laughs) T H S podcast on Instagram, and it has the email right in the uh, profile for me. Lastly, this coming Friday, Black Gay Stuck at Home returns. So I hope that you join all of us on Zoom. Make sure that you go to bgsah.com so that you can RSVP. It's a really simple process. It really is. It'll take like no time at all. Um... And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, This month or this week is going to be Kiki. And that's uh, a wonderful documentary that I hope that you all enjoy. Again, that's Black Gay Stuck at Home returning this Friday. RSVP as soon as you can. Thank you, misfits. I hope that you've enjoyed this brief healing. And I look forward to... uh, Sing you all next week. I think you're going to love next week's episode. (laughs) It's different, and I'm going to leave it at that. So until next time, I love you all. Namaste.